High School Football on Round Guy Radio this year is sponsored by the following sponsors. Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Breaks Facebook page for the best sports cards in Iowa, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto, Iowa, and the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner's Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, we want to thank a brand new sponsor. I want to thank uh, Jeremy and Betty Howard there at Iowa Tire in Fairfield, Iowa, as they have come on and are sponsoring the Van Buren Warriors, the Fairfield Trojans, and the Pekin Panthers. Uh, uh, those are some good ones, aren't they, Scotty? They certainly are. Well, Scotty, uh, you are here with a preview of 3A. Yeah, uh, 3A District 4 to be specific. Okay. That's the district that ought to contain Fairfield as well as uh, our other traditional Southeast Iowa teams. But uh, as the state was sorted out, it's a six-team district that's full of Southeast Iowa flavor with a couple of uh, Northern teams. Okay. They're no slouches either. Uh, I'm going to start at the bottom and explain why I've ranked teams the way I've ranked them in the, in the district. And again, this could go any which way, but loose, you know, <laughs> it's going to be, I think a little bit wilder and maybe a little harder to predict than I thought after digging into the, the rosters a bit. I'm going to start number six with Mount Pleasant. The Panthers, they're coming off an 0-9 season. We've got Coach Bolin in place. Uh, we know how a transition can go in a situation like this where you're coming off of a winless season and really some several rough seasons, which isn't like Mount Pleasant. It's a football town traditionally, and uh, lately things haven't been clicking there for one reason or another. Um, they got a new coach installed, and I think Coach Bolin's the right guy to get things back on track, but it's it's not going to happen overnight. He knows that. We know that. Everybody knows that. So you got to start somewhere. And uh, this district, uh, I think they will will struggle to get a win in it this year. That doesn't mean they won't get on the win column in the non-district slate. We'll see what happens. But uh, the Panthers, when you scan through their, their roster, they're missing a couple of names uh, that I thought would be out for football this year that were last year. Um, and that hurts a little bit. They are going to be young and inexperienced. There's a lot of young kids on this roster. It's not a huge roster for 3A. They do have some size. Uh, we'll see if they can put that to use, use it to their advantage, and, and get something out of that. And uh, see how some of these young kids develop as the season goes on. And, hey, maybe they'll they'll surprise us. Was there any names of athletes you recognized on that roster? Not a single one, buddy. Not a one. So I have nobody to spotlight. Uh, we're going to have to let them play some games before we can get some names out there. Yeah. Well, like you say, I guess when you got almost no data to work with, it's hard to hard, hard to know what to do. Uh, I'm still excited for this season and this team. Well, like I said, uh, maybe they'll take their lumps. Maybe they won't. Maybe, maybe they'll go winless again. Who knows? Um, maybe they won't. There's really nothing to go on for them right now, other than we know they've got a good coach in place. They got Johnny Bowling. That's right, and that's a that's a hell of a way to start. So uh, I got faith in him, 
And him being a, a local guy, homegrown, I think he'll stick it out. And that's what a program needs is a guy that will come in, make some changes, do things his way, get the kids to buy in. Down the road, it will pay off. All right. Number five, I've got the Keokuk Chiefs, and they could shoot up this district, depending on how some of the guys I don't know about perform. Um, they got a decent-looking roster. They've got some names we do recognize coming back from a year ago. Uh, I'll start with quarterback uh, Brenton Horde. You know, he threw for almost 1,200 yards last year, 12 touchdowns against only five interceptions. He's a That's solid a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Nice quarterback. He had five uh, rushing touchdowns, so, you know, he accounted for 17 total. Good piece there. Uh, one of the most respected uh, athletes in Southeast Iowa, Diego Garcia, will be a good weapon for him once again. Diego's coming weapons. back. They, ought to, they, they got some weapons. He's a weapon. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not somebody that uh, people are unaware of. He had 41 catches and eight touchdowns a year ago. And uh, Lucas Sweeney's back, and he's a kid that can do a little everything. He can do some quarterbacking for you. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball a bit. Uh, I'll be interested to see where where he fits in this year. He put up a few numbers in, in three different uh, offensive categories a year ago. He seems like a football kid and a good athlete, one that other coaches talk about. Those are three nice pieces the Chiefs have, but it's going to take a lot more than that to, to move up in this district from where I've got them at, at number five, and they could possibly do it. Uh, they could be interchangeable with my number four team, which is our Washington demons. Washington look really good at that scrimmage. Uh, they've got, they've got a lot of good athletes on the team. Um, like I said, I felt like their numbers were a little down this year as, as far as the total goes. So I don't know about depth, but uh, we'll see how it goes. But the, the demons look good. They've got a lot of athletes on the team. They've got some size, a little bit of everything. Um, so I, I've got them at number four only because the top three teams in the district, in my opinion, will be the ones to beat. And I'm probably going to surprise some people here, but after scanning through last year's results, last year's rosters and all that stuff that at the end of the day doesn't mean a whole lot, I've got Davenport Assumption finishing number three in the first team out of the playoffs in this district because, quite frankly, I heard a lot of talk about them uh, last season being young and uh, losing some close games to some really good teams. And then I went and, and, and dug into that information and found out that that's not entirely accurate. They had uh, a pretty good amount of upperclassmen on the team. The teams that uh, they lost to were good teams, but they, they weren't close games. Um, they got beat up on. And the games that they won were against what I would consider, you know, middle-of-the-pack type of uh, opponents. So I, I'm not real impressed with the body of work that I saw on paper from these guys a year ago. Having said that, they've got a lot of tradition. It wouldn't surprise me to see them reload and, and really come out and do some, some uh, fantastic things on the football field this year. But based off of what I do know, I've got them at number three in the district. And uh, I hope it goes that way because I've got Fort Madison, our bloodhounds, Finished seven and three a year ago, made the playoffs. I've got them finishing number two, which would secure them a playoff spot in three A. And it's because of uh, you know the fact that they return quite a few really good players, even though they lost some good talent. And it starts with quarterback Marcus Guzman. We've heard a lot about him. I've I've seen some tape on him on uh, the Quincy Sports Channel. 
um, from their news channel down there. You heard Coach Doherty talk a lot about him. He seems to be an athletic kid with a good football IQ, very tough. Uh, we got my guy Teak Smith back, running backer, running back and linebacker. And, of course, you know, he's coming off that knee injury, and we don't know at what point his season will get underway. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. I hope I hope he's ready to go week two because I'm going to be down there in Fort Madison to catch that game against Fairfield. If he's not Teak, don't rush back. We know. We know that that's not wise. Uh, we'll see it down the line if we don't see it in week two. But last year, Teague had 621 yards rushing, eight touchdowns, and 41 tackles on defense. I expect those numbers to all come up, or at least the averages, you know, uh, when he does get back on the field. Linebacker Hayden Segaviano. I'm going to try to pronounce this last name, Dave. It's going to be it's going to be tough. Segaviano. Uh, Hayden is uh, very well thought of in the area. One of the top linebackers, he's he's in that uh, short list along with a Cam Buffington and some of these other guys. That really? In that kind of company? What's that? In that kind of company? I would put him there. The fact is, yeah, I don't think he's got a, a full scholarship to Iowa, but as far as the high school level goes, he's, he's as good as they come. He's uh, playing in 3A, not 8 player, and he put up 63 tackles and six sacks last year. He's a high-motor guy. Um, and uh, great personality from what I've heard. I hope I get to meet him at one of these games this season. Um, I, I love interesting kids like that. So, uh, But I expect big things from him as a senior this year to lead that defense. Uh, they've got a, a, a sophomore. Well, he was a sophomore last year. I think he'll be a junior this year. Uh, Brody Cashman, 31 tackles and five sacks a year ago. They've got uh, senior Henry Wiseman at wide receiver. We know the Wiseman kids have some speed. Uh, I just think there's a lot of good weapons, a real solid group for Fort Madison this year. I don't think they're going to have any kind of drop-off from that really fine season they had a year ago. And I think in this district, they they very well could finish top two. Um, you know, if things go right, heck, maybe they could upset Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon's my number one team. And I'm a little skeptical on it, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I did kind of a little quick deep dive again, similar to what I did for Assumption, and I did see Mount Vernon play last year. They were fantastic. Um, they've got one of the state's best players and quarterback, Joey Romberg, and even though he was not available due to injury in the state championship game, they took Harlan, heavily favored Harlan, to the wire and only lost 30-23 to in the state title. They beat Solon twice last year, once in the regular season for the first time in like 20 years, and then again in the playoffs. Um, just a lot of things came together from Mount Vernon. The thing is, I'd heard that they bring back a ton of uh, kids from that team. And I think what people have got in their heads is because Joey's coming back this year, this fantastic quarterback, that, that they're loaded again. Well, they might be. Dave, they might be loaded. I don't know. But when you look at their roster from that team that made the state uh, runner-up run last year, they graduated an absolute avalanche of production on both sides of the ball. A lot of seniors on that team. So what will that mean this fall? I don't know. Uh, if the kids that are coming in to replace those guys are just as good or whatever, or better, I mean, this could be, you know, sky's the limit for the Mustangs. And they'll walk all over everybody in 3A District 4. But if all they have is uh, Joey and some kids that are learning and maybe not quite up to the talent level of last year's senior group, 
they may not even finish first in this district. We'll see how it goes. But they are my pick. Um, that is one heck of a weapon to have. Joey passed for 2,500 yards last year and 25 touchdowns. Um, you know, he, he's no slouch. He's a, a very hot commodity in Iowa football. I'm, I think the Mustangs will win the district, but it's up for grabs. I think there's at least three teams that could buy for that top spot this year. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. Best case scenario for Washington. What's that? Best case scenario for the Washington Demons. Well, uh, like I said, I, I feel like their depth is probably their only bugaboo. Uh, maybe a little bit of inexperience, but I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of those boys we watched scrimmage against Muscatine look pretty sharp and, and not inexperienced at all at this sport. Uh, and the one that did, that, that I would say is Big Rudy, you know, he was wreaking havoc out there and having a good time. And I think he's going to be one of those kids that gets better every week. Um, much like the Stafford boy that you and coach Edeker were talking about down here at Waco. We got a couple of giants, young giants, inexperienced, raw, uh, athletes that are prototypical college size already linemen. And, uh, Rudy being one of them, I think he's kind of an X factor for those guys. Maybe a, maybe a complete wrecking ball on that defensive line for Washington. And they've got a lot of good athletes on both sides of the ball. I'm real high on Logan McDowell, at quarterback. Um, there's a chance I, I put him in at four just because of, I think, I believe. A well, lot I think that's fair. But. I think that's fair. I think maybe, you know, I, I could see him maybe getting a third if everything fell into place. And there could be some beating up of each other in this district, couldn't there? There typically is. And, I, I, you know, Washington's a team I could see finishing anywhere from, if things go right, up to as high as second. And possibly as low as fifth, depending on how good Kia Yeah, is. I mean, it's just you got that many new kids. There's a, it's going to be a, a lot of possibilities of what could happen. It is. It's it's going to be a lot about who stays healthy and who who learns the fastest and plays mistake free the most. You know, week to week as they gain experience. And uh, there's going to be a lot of that in this district this year. Well, Scotty, you got me all kinds of fired up for this three A stuff. It's going to be fun, isn't it? I think so. You know, and I, I've been kind of, how about you, but just a little uh, down in the mouth about our bigger schools down here because of the way the district's hashed out for these next two years. I, you know, I, I feel like we got our boys uh, separated a little bit and then stuck in with some real traditional state powers in the state. But you know what? Every season is a new season. Let's see what happens. Uh, we might be making some noise this year after all. We'll just see how it goes. Well, there's already in Fort Madison already getting some votes. Yeah, uh, like I said, they in the Cedar Rapids Gazette poll, if, if you went into a top fifteen or whatever, Fort Madison would be a number eleven, and you know that that ain't too shabby. No, there there's must be something there, you know, that these people are looking at, you know, and nobody has any data to go on other than you know, like you say, what's on the roster and last year and. You know, you're putting a lot of, into this uh, uh, depth thing. I think I think you, you're factoring depth in a lot this year, aren't you? Yeah, I think it's fair fair to do that nowadays because uh, I think that's what separates some of the dominant teams. To you know, when you look at the ones that are going winless or whatever, a lot of the reason is isn't because that one school's got so much superior athletic talent compared to that other. It's more of a fact of 
did the kids come out? Well, the schools that have a whole roster full and they're three deep or whatever, they got a lot more uh, bodies to pluck from. They're going to do better. That's just, it's just a numbers thing. Now, if every school had everybody coming out, I think we'd have a lot harder time uh, trying to rank these districts. I'll tell you that much. Well, it was a pretty good, pretty good trip. Do you have any, uh, is there any other team that you, you, you had prepared to talk about or? Not yet. I've been short on time tonight. My, uh, my son's had an exciting day. I've been on the phone with him quite a bit this evening and, and, uh, you know, the, there's only one of the three, a district. I didn't want to have to dig into two. This is the kind yeah, of, I just didn't know if you had anything to say about Fairfield itself, but, uh, I don't, yeah. um, because this is, this is where it makes life hard on me. Yeah, uh, but they, yeah, this is, it's a bummer. They gotta, they gotta do better for Scotty Melvin out there, people. Uh, yeah. I got to put together a report on a district that contains one Southeast Iowa team. I, I'm well, not you don't have to just, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, uh, Coach Wheaton says they got the best, you know, total talent that they've had. And they got good numbers and, and he thinks he's got a lot of good players. We're excited for them. They're going to be kicking off the season with Mount Pleasant. And uh, that's another big one. Well, uh, anything else? That's it. Um, you know, as far as Fairfield goes, I think we'll get a real good uh, bird's eye view of what they might be capable of when we get to that week two matchup down in Fort Madison. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being with us, Scott. This was a good one. Man, this was a good one. Thanks for being with us. Anytime.